1: Willie Jones. Is it true that you're a
2: Swifty? I love Tay Swizzler. Like, <laughs> that's my girl. Man, yeah, I, I had a poster of her on my wall next to Kanye and Beyonce.
1: This is what we're going to manifest. You and her, a collab. This needs to happen.
2: Me, Taylor mm-hmm. Swift, and Kanye West coming soon. <gasps> no. I'm believing it. <laughs>
1: Hello from Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm Amber Anderson. And I'm Kelly Sutton. And we're on Music Row in Music City officially now. Were we ever unofficial? I mean, not in my mind, but apparently now there's data to back it up. A survey by some real estate education company crunched all the numbers and determined that Nashville ranks top of the list for both the number of full-time musicians—duh, I think Mm -hmm. we all knew that—and small performance spaces. In fact, breaking news, this study concludes that Nashville is a great place to see up-and-coming acts. I mean, (laughs) they could have saved a lot
0: of money on this study and just asked (laughs) me— right? (laughs) I mean, I think this month alone, I've been to the listening room. I'm going to marathon this week.
1: Didn't you see our special guest at Basement East
0: a couple months back? I did. I did. Willie Jones is here with us today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know him better. We're wrapping up our Black History Month celebration by having Willie center stage and then looking back on the early days of an artist that paved the way for him Darius Rucker.
1: Oh, that's right. Our Rediscover segment looks back at Darius's entry into the country music genre and all the great hits that he's given us since crossing over from being the front man of Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, he was my favorite. So good. So good. If you've missed any of the past episodes, this month alone, we've
0: also featured Breland Center Stage. Our new best friend. Our new best friend best friend. Mm-hmm. Love him. Love his energy so much. And we rediscovered the often overlooked music of Linda Martell, the first Black woman to play the Ole Opry.
1: We celebrate the stories and contributions of Black people in country music all year long, not just in February. Past episodes of Country Heat Weekly have celebrated musical legends Ray Charles and Charlie Pride. And I happen to know that the team is working on getting Amazon Music's artist to watch Raina Roberts in the studio with us very soon.
0: We are committed to making sure that everyone's story Stories are told and all fans are welcome so thanks for checking us out if you haven't yet make sure you follow this podcast on amazon music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop
1: we have so much fun each and every episode and we're gonna pack a lot in the next half hour or so so i think we better get to it yes we should
0: like always we start with our news segment time to find out what's cooking in country music
1: the Academy of Country Music has started rolling out performers for this year's ACM Awards. A couple of surprises among this list already. I can tell you, Walker Hayes is
0: thrilled <laughs> to be performing. He is so, so excited. He was in the first round of performers announced along with Marin Morris, Thomas Rhett, Kelsey Ballerini, and Chris Stapleton. So no surprises there.
1: Yeah. And of course, we were thrilled for last week's podcast guest, Breland, because he is getting his own spotlight on the show as Amazon's breakthrough artist. He's gonna be performing his the song praise the lord i can't wait for that i know oh uh, well we have another piece of
0: breland news in just a minute but first what has surprised you about the performers
1: well you know there's only two hours this year it is commercial free which is amazing mm-hmm. but they said that they're planning on 20 performances which is about 10 less than last year one of those performances is going to be parmalee blanco brown and brooke eden just the way
3: i love you just the way god made you.
1: It was a number one hit that Blanco and Parmalee released back in 2019. You know, we fully
0: support the inclusivity that this collaboration represents with Blanco Mm -hmm. from the Black community, Brooke representing the LGBTQ folks, plus... All three acts are first-time ACM performers, but it does seem like that song has been around for a while.
1: Yeah, I'm also a little surprised that Ashley McBride and Carly Pierce are going to do their duet, Never Wanted to Be That Girl, only because they performed it in November on the CMA Awards. Usually, if you perform it on one awards show, you will do something different for the other. Well, I'm here for it. Me too.
0: those ladies rock. I cannot wait to see who else the ACM adds to the performance list. I'm hearing rumors, though, Kelly, that Dolly is going to do a collaboration. It's with me.
1: (laughs) I'm breaking the news. (laughs) Are you going to go up there and perform with her? It's with me (laughs) in my dreams. If you see them pulling me off the stage, just know... I was trying to live out my best life at that point. Listen, no matter who she collaborates with, we are so excited about it. Of course, the ACM Awards will air live from Las Vegas, March the 7th. It's a Monday this year. The show takes place at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. It can be seen exclusively on Amazon Prime Video.
0: Okay, and before we forget, we have to give... A shout out to Breland mm-hmm. for following through on his promise to us. <laughs> yes, he did. You might recall last week on the podcast, he told us that his parents, who met in the Howard Gospel Choir, were these amazing vocalists.
2: My parents are really cold vocally, just like I would be hard pressed to find a married couple that's as clean as them vocally. Together, the tone, the way their tones fit.
0: You're gonna have to send us a clip. No, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have to send you a clip because they're, yeah. Get they're them on a are Yeah,
2: they're. I mean, honestly, like there's. Yeah.
0: Not only did he send us a clip, but he shared it with the world on his Instagram. Check them out. Oh,
3: oh.
1: Okay, they're incredible. In the video, you'll see his mom, his dad, and his sister, Gigi. He was not kidding. Not kidding. Not playing around. Can you even fathom being in that family? No, no. And
0: Breland, whether you know it or not, (laughs) you're our new best friend. He was so much fun. So when you get done with this episode, go ahead and take a listen to episode 13.
1: And if you're on TikTok, check out his This or That he did for us. It's posted on Amazon Music's account. Well, here in Music City,
0: history was made last Friday night. For the first 96 and a half years of its existence, the Grand Ole Opry has only had male announcers on staff. There have been some female fill-ins from time to time, but Friday night, when the curtain went up, this happened.
1: Live from Nashville, Tennessee. famous, the world-famous Grand Ole Opry.
0: The first female announcer on staff at the Opry, and she sits next to me
1: (laughs) each week. Kelly, congratulations. This is so huge. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It's something that I wanted to do my entire life, and then... You know, they gave me the opportunity to do it, and there was a lot writing on it. I mean, they <laughs> I start the whole show. They tell me right before, by the way, you cue the band, so I have oh, my, my hand gosh. up like a conductor ready to start, and for a brief moment in my head, Amber, I'm thinking, this is the longest running radio show in music <laughs> history, and it's all riding on me. And for
0: that, for those of you who don't know, when you cue the band, I mean, you start the show, and the show is, it's
1: time to the second. To the second, and it's live, live. Yeah. So there's no take back. <laughs> <laughs> but it was an incredible night. A big shout out. My parents came. My mom and dad came from Indiana. My daughter was there. My husband was there. It was such a phenomenal night and it's one i'll never forget
0: yes yeah well i speak for everyone here on the country heat
1: weekly team when i say we are so so proud of you thank you so much you know i am going to be popping up in the rotation regularly now and of course i'm going to bring any scoop i get backstage at the opry to the podcast each week
0: Next up on our to-do list, checking the heat index to see what's hot on the Country Heat playlist. Okay,
1: if you're new here, this podcast gets its name from the Amazon Music playlist Country Heat. All the songs we're featuring in this segment are a part of that playlist, which is a great one to follow. So that way you're up to date on all the latest and greatest coming out of Nashville. You mean
0: coming out of Music City? Oh,
1: that's right. <laughs> Sorry, my bad.
0: John Party is our cover star this week. He dropped a new tune called "Last Night Lonely." Think it'd be
3: your last night. Coming in here, drinking all by yourself
1: The plotline of this song reminds me of Cole Swindell's song about his last single, Saturday Night. Yeah. Kind of feels the same. Mm -hmm. I checked the songwriting credits just to see. No common denominator. It's just a coincidence. This is the first
0: single from John's upcoming album, which we're expecting to come out later in 2022. I think it stays pretty true to John's traditional leaning sound.
1: For sure. I mean, that fiddle intro screams, this is country music. (laughs) What else is catching your attention?
0: There's a new song called Narcissist on the playlist by a teenager named Avery Anna.
1: The title alone caught my eye. Okay, definitely not your typical country song title. And interestingly enough, the word narcissist isn't in the lyrics anywhere. Oh, but she gets her point
0: across. Mm-hmm. These
1: lyrics burn.
0: And I know you get over me, but can you get over yourself before you go and love
1: somebody else? You should probably get some help. Ouch. Oh, so Avery, for those who aren't familiar, is 17 years old. She went viral on TikTok and has 1.3 million followers there. Her bio says
0: she's the girl who sings in the bathtub. (laughs) And if you scroll back, a lot of her early videos were her lip syncing her songs in the bathtub. Fully clothed, I might add. Oh, that's good.
1: Love that Amazon is sharing her music with the world. And to everyone listening to us over in Europe... Avery is performing at the Country to Country Festival this year, so make sure you check her out when she's on the London stage of C2C, which will also hit Dublin and Glasgow. Anything else you're loving, Kelly? I'm still obsessed with Cody Johnson's song, Till You Can't. I mean, if you really listen to those lyrics and you think about some of the situations in your life, it makes you think about how to make them count.
3: Don't wait on tomorrow, cause tomorrow may not show. Say your sorries, your I love yous. Man, you never know
0: It's It's powerful. It kind of reminds me of Tim McGraw's Live Like You Were Dying. Yeah. Like, it's going to touch people and really make them think.
1: For sure. You know, the latest releases from Maren Morris, Parmalee, and Jason Aldean are all on the playlist as well. So check out the Country Heat playlist on Amazon Music. It's time for Who Said That? So just in case we haven't mentioned it yet, we are very excited to be going to Las Vegas for the Academy of Country Music Awards next week. Yeah, we are. We We are are
0: so excited. I still have to figure out what I'm wearing to the show. Plus all the interviews we'll be doing. I can't talk about it right now. I don't want to stress out.
1: Girl, (laughs) we haven't traveled together yet. You don't even know how many shoes I'm going to bring.
0: Oh, the things I have to learn about (laughs) Kelly Sutton. (laughs) Well, this week's quote features a country artist talking about why they like going to Vegas for the ACMs.
1: Okay, here's the quote. Vegas is like a vacation, and it's like the beach. You can lay out in the sun, you can shop, you can gamble. My wife loves Vegas more than I like her to love Vegas, you know?
0: (laughs) Oh, I hadn't even thought about the shopping.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll fill you in on the shopping scene while we all think about who said that. We'll have the answer after a quick break. We are back. Amber's up to date on the best shopping on the Strip. And now it's time to discover who said this about Las Vegas. Vegas is like a vacation. You know, we get to get out of town and
0: like a beach, you know. You lay out in the sun, you can shop, you can gamble. Uh, My wife loves Vegas. More than I love her to
2: love Vegas, you know.
0: Eric Church. Our very first podcast guest. I hope we get to see him in Vegas and tell him that we're still going because he thought we were going to be out of business after I'm, his episode.
1: <laughs> Eric was our first podcast guest. He yeah. was the one that came up with the idea of signing our closet door. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to add another name to the closet door of fame because Willie Jones just passed his COVID test. He is getting ready to be center stage on Country Heat Weekly.
0: Our guest today is part of the new movement in country music, one that works towards pushing
1: boundaries and expanding the genre. America first met Willie as a teenager competing on the X Factor, singing hardcore country music. We're talking Josh Turner, Gretchen Wilson, and Eddie Arnold. And in the decades since, he's continued to develop a sound that is
0: uniquely his. With his debut album, Right Now, he effortlessly fused country with the likes of hip hop, pop and reggae and he continues to push the envelope with his latest drop slow cooking and soul food the two-piece combo is a brilliant name <laughs> brilliant <by the>
1: way. <laughs> he was named one of amazon music's artists to watch for 2022 and next on his agenda willie is making his debut at a major european festival let's get to know him better in today's episode of Catcher heat weekly please welcome willie joe
2: how y'all doing how y'all doing we're man? so good, we're so good. Awesome. how are you i'm blessed and highly favored you know
1: Blessed and highly (laughs) bared Okay (laughs) There's the Louisiana Coming through Oh yeah It
2: comes through all day
1: Shreveport, right? Mm
2: Mm-hmm Shreveport, 318 The Wretched City (laughs) Oh oh my gosh I love this
1: already Do you still live there Or are you here now?
2: No, I'm here in Nashville I've been out here for 10 months And Yeah, I go back home like every few months. My family comes out here and visits, have friends come through. So home is always with me for sure, but um, I'm a Nashvilleian.
0: Now you're hearing from fans who say they've never listened to country music until you. What is that like for you to hear that?
2: It's really cool. I mean, that was kind of my whole come from and goal was to... Do country music to welcome people into the genre who don't typically listen because it is such like great content and great stories and the fashion like it's just great, you know, so it's cool to be that gateway and that bridge for people to discover something different and new.
1: Who was the artist that you listened to that really turned mm-hmm. you on to country music?
2: That was we mentioned them earlier but Josh Turner, shout out to Josh Turner, the big bass himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, here in Josh, I did a inner um I did a talent show in high school where we had to sing a country song, we had to sing a show tune song and a pop song. So, you know, show tunes was easy because I was really in a musical theater. Pop was easy to find because I was really in the pop. And the country one was just like hard for me to find. Um, but the music was just so easy to listen to and easy for me to um, just sing it because the voices were like just chill and low and that was something that really turned me on to country music was that all the singers weren't like built in you know you still got the belters, shout out Dan and Shea yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, my yeah. guy from Rascal Flats. Yeah, we yeah. still got the ones who go crazy but for the most part it's just really like laid back and kind of like conversational so um, when I found Josh Turner I actually sang Why Don't We Just Dance that year okay, and I ended up winning Okay. I was like in the 10th grade. So after that, I just began (laughs) to just search more country music. And then when I won, I actually made up my mind. I I remember I posted on my Facebook that night. I was like, I'm going to be a country singer. I don't care what nobody say.
0: Now have you met Josh? I haven't. Oh, we gotta do this. I know, we right? To we gotta sit in the story. I
2: know. We gotta recut the song and like do a remix.
1: Oh, oh my gosh, gosh. yes. You know, we gotta make
2: this happen. We're gonna make it happen.
1: All right, Josh. If you're listening, come <laughs> Amazon on Amazon
2: exclusive. Baby, why don't we just stay
1: Okay, so you are one of Amazon Music's artists to watch 2022. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> thank by the way. You, thank you. Where were you when you found out? What was the reaction like when you—because you're on a lot of different lists, but this one is uh-huh. pretty special.
2: Yeah, this one, I feel like I was at home, and I was just on my computer, and my manager just called me and was like, hey, check your email. And I was like, oh, I was just on Amazon. Do I get discounts? <laughs> <laughs> but no it's an honor I mean the class this year is so it's so many great artists and a couple of them I actually am like really good friends with so it's cool to um have people acknowledge the fact that you know there is promise in my career because it's 10 years it's been 10 years since I've been in the game and you know you're welcome. Just come on. You're welcome to hop See, on. We always
1: say that. <laughs> that's what we say. And here's the other thing. You just said ten years. That's the. That's interesting because most people are like, oh, overnight success, because mm-hmm. they weren't there for the early struggle. Mm-hmm. But you, ten years, you've been at this.
2: Mm-hmm. But I'm twenty-seven. We still got what eighty more years to go. <laughs> I'm gonna be an like, old. I'm gonna be an old man, Willie. Old man, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Well, I can tell you, we have been jamming out to Down by the Riverside. I think we've made mention of that song or you in most of our episodes. Almost every week. Almost Uh, every week. Been on the Country Heat playlist for weeks now. We love it. Tell us about that song.
2: Down Down by the Riverside came about, man, we were just in the studio in Los Angeles. I was with my guy, um, Jason Afable and Josh Logan the song just came out and he kind of added a drum loop first and then I just randomly said down by the riverside hanky-panky bullfrog hot from bank to bank and he was like that's how you come in (laughs) and then And then I was like, let's just talk about Louisiana. You know, I grew up in Shreveport and the Red River just ran through it. And I just wanted to kind of just talk about Louisiana and just how we different. We still got parishes. We stand out, you know, so I just wanted to pretty much the song is me taking somebody and showing them how we do it in the boot. Yep, I hear that Tulane, <laughs> the Zydeco. Yeah, Tulane, so code. the Super Bowl, the Saints. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. well, the Superdome. So there was like little jewels in there where I was kind of being super braggadocious. But I feel like it embodies everything that kind of I am, which is like family, you know, fun, drinks, food, uh, dancing.
0: If someone has never heard a note of your music, how would you describe your sound to them?
2: Oh, man, just a soulful, gumbo, ratchet, good time. Whom <laughs> dune boots, scootin' ratchet, zotico, black, fun, good time. <laughs> that works for me. That
0: works for me. I love it. I love it so much. Let's talk about your debut album. Mm-hmm. It's called Right Now. Mm-hmm. came out in January of 2021. Yeah. I want to dig into a few songs right. on that project, starting with the most, true-to-life song that may have ever Wait, been written is it, in country music. Is Do you it, know which one?
2: Bachelorette's on Broadway. Party like it really is Friday. Bachelorette's on Broadway. Party like it really Friday.
0: Man, that song. Talk
2: about that song. Very true to Nashville. Very true they to Nashville. They travel in a pack in a match, you know, matching wigs and shirts and on top of buses and very true story. I hopped off a plane, wanted to get a drink, came down to Broadway and was like Oh, this is what's going on here.
1: <laughs> it is something. It is something. It is something. It's a lot of
2: brunch, a lot of crying, a lot of <laughs> drunk dancing, <laughs> crying. making out, throwing up, holding hair, all the things. Crying. Cowboy boots. It's a rootin' boot, boots-scoon, fantastic, bombastic type. <laughs> I
1: love it. I do want to talk about the album as a whole because you have all of these different flavors. Mm-hmm. And then you hit us with American Dream and this is a song that like you hear it and the minute you hear it you go wow there's Mm -hmm. so much to dissect Mm -hmm. this is a a point of view that we haven't heard before Mm -hmm. and you're able to come at it with a freshness that really opens people's eyes and Mm -hmm. I know people you've you've heard that kind Mm -hmm. of feedback from people for
2: sure for sure Yeah, so the album was supposed to actually come out in 2020. Like a lot of the songs on there were songs I had been working on for a year, year and a half. And COVID happened, so we pushed it back and ended up, you know, it was a few days after the 4th of July. And, you know, the past couple of years on the 4th, I kind of struggled to... Really want to celebrate and throw my American flag. You know, I remember being younger. Every year we would go to Old Navy and get the (laughs) two thousand, you know, two thousand four American flag shirt. Mm -hmm. And the past couple (laughs) years with the flip flops, you know. Mm -hmm. But the past couple years has been hard, you know, just because of the state of affairs in America and just everything that's being uh, seen, thanks to social media, and heard thanks to people vocalizing and just you know, stepping into their power. Got in the studio, this was a few days after George Floyd happened. It was so much going on and I just, it just flowed out. And I wrote the song with my same collaborators, um, Jason and Josh. It was crazy because the first song, Josh kind of had an idea and it just wasn't, it just felt like, it just felt like it was his song. You know what I'm saying? As a white man, And it it felt like like an apology. You know what I'm saying? It just Mm -hmm. wasn't it. But Mm -hmm. I was like, no, that's not the feeling I feel. The feeling that I feel is pride, of course, for being American. But at the same time, like my distaste with a lot and, you know, my frustration with a lot. And so I kind of wanted to write a song that embodied all of that. And so that's how the song came about. And I've never heard... A patriotic song from a black person. And it's still a, a anthem of patriotism as a black person who has been through a lot, whose family's been through a lot, and who wants to see the country, you know, just better. Because mm-hmm. it, it it can be better, but, you know, we on our way. We're you know, we way. just hopeful, we faithful, and, you know, it's baby steps, you know, every day, day by day. Um, but we just have to speak up. When it's time to speak up.
0: That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. I love every part of that. I love every part of that. I love that song so much. I actually saw you open for Britney Spencer Mm -hmm. and um, our producer, Joyce, and I were both there. And I remember when you played that song and I was like, obviously, I mean, it hit me, Uh you know, and I'm looking around the room and I and I am seeing I'm like, (laughs) okay. You got Willie up there. He's opening for Britney. Like,
2: this is a huge moment in Nashville. I mean, that's what what we all were saying because I kind of came in last minute, um, like literally two days before one of the other openers, he had an emergency, dropped out. And she asked me, and I was like, I feel like this is, like, in the last 20 years, like the only show where it's Black country artists you know, doing a show. I mean, Camille opened for me. I mean, Camille was another opener. Then I went, then Mm Britney. And we were talking about that backstage. We were like, "I I don't think this has ever been done in Nashville. So it was a crazy moment to be able to perform, you know, in that space with these two incredible artists who, you know, are black as hell and beautiful and just really just, even just more than black just like dope, yeah. just human beings <laughs> so talented, you know what i'm saying and, uh, just but but just that the energy in the room was incredible
0: yeah well i love that song yeah, you did thank a wonderful you. job it's it's a beautiful song and you know what i love is the video for the song mm-hmm. you made history with this
2: uh-huh. oh yeah that's right
0: the first video to premiere on cmt and bet
2: and bet i love that so much hey. so
0: now you're taking the american dream overseas <laughs> oh yeah! You're gonna be playing oh, yeah. festival next month. That's the country to country festival mm-hmm. over in Europe. Have you ever played overseas before?
2: Yes, I, I actually did Country Music Week there in 2019. I went over there with Tenille and. Tyler Rich, and we did like a week of shows out there. We were in Germany, London. And then I did a couple shows for C2C in 2020, but then uh, the big Rona shut the world down.
3: Right.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so I didn't really get to experience it fully, but the few shows that I did do there in Berlin and I think we did Glasgow or somewhere in Scotland. It was really cool, and I love just like just how over in Europe the appreciation for music, like all different kinds, mm-hmm. and they're like they're really tuned in. You know, that's
1: what everybody says. They said it's almost it's a little freaky because they're real quiet. Yeah, they're real quiet, and
2: they're really they're focused, like, so and they're, they're listening. listening to every word.
0: Well, in our next segment that we're going to do, we're going to be rediscovering the early music of Darius Rucker. Okay. So he's a huge part of our family now, but um, he had to break down a lot of doors, you know, on the way. And you get to be a benefactor of Mm -hmm. all of that work. What does Darius's career mean to you in watching another black man kind of go before you and pave the way and everything that he's accomplished in his career? For
2: sure. Shout out Darius. Darius, I love (laughs) you. But um, yeah, just to see him grow and just to see All that he's, you know, put in the game of country and like he puts out such great music, great videos. It's just really great to see. And then also just to see him around Nashville. I might run into him at, you know, in Midtown or downtown. And he's always just uh, really cool. We've ridden together before it was during quarantine over Zoom.
1: Okay. Okay. Have we heard this song or is, oh,
2: oh, it's in the vault. It's in the vault. Okay. It's in the vault. I think he might, like, put it on the album. I don't know for sure, but <gasps> fingers crossed. Ooh. And it's one of them ones.
0: Has it been recorded? Has it been cut? I
2: think he cut it. <laughs> I think he cut it, yeah. But it's one of them ones. Um, Happy Black History Month. It's one of them ones. <laughs> oh, I did this one. So
1: before we go, this is my last question. You look fly as hell today, oh, and I want to hear about I this suit see the whole fit. because yes, I mean, we share to toe. We share Christmas. a love of estate sale, <laughs> and you said your mom got this incredible oh, suit. Yes, man, this is at a an little, estate sale, and I love
2: it. It's a little burgundy polyester. Uh, Yeah, a little suit. You got a little bell-bottom flare going on. (laughs) But, yeah, my mom got this from an estate sale. And when she got it for me, of course, it was during quarantine. So, I I put on a few pounds. I was real thick. And uh, (laughs) before I came here today, I was trying to find something to wear. And I saw this hanging up. And I was like, I might be able to fit in it. And then this was my first time literally putting it on and seeing myself in it. And my mom got this from me for an estate sale. Yeah! Shout out! Shout out to Mama Jones, known as Lisa George Jones. I love you. Oh, that's awesome. She taught me everything I know about the swag. Okay. Like when I was little, I got pictures. I had gold suits, orange suits with the square toes, with the ascot. Okay. Yeah, so my mom, she uh, she always <laughs> would make sure I was clean.
1: Yeah, you're looking clean.
2: Well, today. We are
0: honored that we got
2: we got the suit yeah yeah, I got the the exclusive first view yes man thank
1: you for bringing
0: it to us heck yeah thank Thank you for coming
2: exclusive yeah
0: (laughs) thanks so much for being here
2: thank y'all so much for having me this has been great anytime you want me to stop by just let me know
1: you're always welcome Today, we are taking a quick trip back to 1986 to rediscover a musical journey that has changed the game for country music. In order to talk about everything he's accomplished, we have to start at the top. Let's rediscover the career of Hootie and the Blowfish lead singer and rhythm guitarist, Darius Rucker.
0: In 1986, he was just a college student at the University of South Carolina, trying to turn his passion into a career. If only he had known back then what the future would hold for him.
1: Uh, Were you a Darius Rucker fan before he was Darius Rucker? Yes.
0: I'm a child of the 90s. Of course I was a Hootie fan. Of course, but he was always a country music artist at heart. But before he got his chance to shine as a solo artist, he dedicated his time to the Grammy Award winning band. They sold more than 25 million albums worldwide.
1: Darius actually has told me that at their core, songs like I Only Want to Be With You and Let Her Cry were country songs. I can see that. Because of his hard work and determination, Darius has helped pave the path for future Black artists with the dream to make country music. Let's explore his transition from performing with his college rock band to a solo country artist and all the incredible music he made along the way.
0: Born and raised in Charleston, South Carolina, Darius Rucker first came to fame as
1: Hootie. But he'd grown up on AM radio where Patsy Cline and Johnny Cash were played next to the rock and roll acts of the time.
0: Hootie and the Blowfish put out five albums, including Cracked Review, a favorite of mine, and Kelly's, Mm -hmm. which is one of the top 10
1: best-selling studio albums of all time. Still, there's no doubt how much talent they had in the band, but Darius's dreams extended beyond those of his bandmates. He said he tried to get them to make a country album, but the guys just really weren't interested. He had always wanted to be a country star, even though there were just a handful of Black artists that had made it in country before.
0: Well, in 2008, he finally went after those dreams. Darius signed with Capitol Records and released his debut country album, Learn to Live, which remains his best-selling album to date.
1: And only one year later, he was named CMA New
0: Artist of the Year. His incredible success in country music started with his first single, Don't Think I Don't Think About It. This song made history.
3: But don't think I don't think about it. Don't think I don't have regrets. Don't think I don't
1: it absolutely did. The song was a major accomplishment for Darius and all future Black country artists. Don't think I don't think about it. Made him the first Black artist to reach number one on Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart since Charlie Pride did it in 1983.
3: I never thought about being, you know, an African American guy making a country record. I just thought I was a guy making a country record until my first song went in the top 20, and you know, people started talking about. I'm proud of that. I'm proud to be that guy who's, who's taken up where Charlie where Charlie Pride left off.
0: In fact, Darius was the first Black artist to do a lot of things since Charlie Pride did them. In 2012, he was inducted into the Grand Ole Opry family by Vince Gill. That made him the first Black artist to become a member of the Opry since Charlie was inducted in 1993.
1: You know, one of the things that I love about when Darius broke onto the scene in 2008 is that he always had a fiddle and steel guitar in his band. And at that point in country music, and really still today, most of the big acts
0: did not. Right. So I know you've interviewed Darius many, many times, Kelly.
1: Do you have a favorite story to share? I think the one thing that I love every time I interview him is to try to make him laugh. (laughs) Have you heard his laugh? (laughs) I have. It's very unique. It's very unique. So recognizable. (laughs) I've interviewed him so many times, but I always have a takeaway that he, even though he's a rock star, at his core— He's just a guy who really wants to sing and play country music.
3: It was a labor of love for me. I wanted to make country record. Hootie was taking a big, big, long, long, long break. So I was going to, in fact, I was going to do this in the basement with my buddies. And Mike Dungan gave, from, from Capital gave me a record deal. And so I, and I never, and honestly, I never thought, okay, I'm going to have a bunch of hits. You know what I thought? Cool. Somebody else is paying for my record. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was my
3: first thought uh, And then As we made it I didn't think I was going to have hits My my thought was I hope he lets me make another one
1: Well he did get to make another one And another one And a few more after that Probably because his first album Had three number one hits on it Including the sappy It won't be like this for long Oh, That one breaks my heart And the bop All right
0: His second album was titled Charleston, South Carolina, 1962, and had two more chart toppers, Comeback Song, and this. But there's a song on his sophomore album called All I Want that is a gem that Darius
1: tried to get released as a single, but the label thought it was too country. Isn't that funny? The rock star was too country for country music.
0: I can really appreciate the fact that Darius is a go-getter and he's never tried to morph his image into something that he's not. Mm -hmm. He says he doesn't sing about cornfields and pickup trucks because that's not a life he lived.
1: We are true believers in the fact that Darius writes about what he knows and he sings from the heart.
0: I see what you did there. True Believers was the title of his 2013 album that debuted at number 1 on the Billboard Country Albums chart. I'm
1: so glad you got that. <laughs> now, do you know which song off this album was a Grammy award-winning single?
0: Wagon Wheel, of
1: course. Ding ding ding! <laughs> we have a winner. Now, for the younger crowd that only knows Darius's version, it's a remake of the old Crow Medicine Show song, which was a reinterpretation of the Bob Dylan 1973 original.
0: And if you've ever been to the Nashville honky-tonks, you've no doubt heard a million more covers of it. <laughs> Darius's version of Wagon Wheel earned him a Grammy Award for Best Country Solo Performance.
1: Obviously, Darius is still having hits today. His 2020 single, Beers and Sunshine, was his ninth career number one. And now we've got artists
0: including Jimmy Allen, Kane Brown, and Willie Jones crediting Darius for paving the way for them.
1: I know Charlie was so proud of his fellow Opry member. He and Darius got to spend quite a bit of time together. They even recorded together a couple of times. Now that we've retraced the steps
0: of Darius's career and remembered why he's so important to country music, make sure to rediscover the music of Darius Rucker on Amazon Music.
1: Okay, we're about out of time and I have some shoe shopping to do. So next week's podcast is our pre-ACM Spectacular. We'll be getting you ready for everything you need to know to celebrate the 57th Academy of Country Music Awards, including
0: where to watch us. We'll have a couple of special live streams, so make sure you're following Amazon Music on
1: Twitch and we'll give you more info on the schedule next week. Now, if you're new to Twitch, you just go to twitch.tv slash Amazon Music. I'm actually pretty new to Twitch myself. Mm-hmm. But if
0: you click on the heart on the right side of the screen, you'll get notified whenever the channel goes live.
1: We're also going to be spotlighting country music journalist Alison Bonaguro in our Fanning Out segment. She has a book out called Backstaged, My 15 Years Behind the Scenes in Country Music.
0: If you're a country music fan, and clearly you are because you've listened all the way to the end of this podcast, order the book on Amazon and get ready to hear all the backstage stories that didn't make the articles Allison was writing for places like CMT and the Chicago Tribune. And be sure to tweet. Tweet us your country music questions. I'm at the Kelly Sutton. And I'm at, hey, it's Amber A. Use the hashtag Country Heat Weekly and help us spread the word.
1: In preparation for our trip to Sin City, we talk to the country stars about their gambling habits and what they like to play in Las Vegas. Take a listen to
0: casino tips from Justin Moore, Brett Young, and Eric Church.
2: A couple times a year I get into playing blackjack and sometimes I do really good and sometimes I don't, but I'm not too bad about uh, walking away. I know when to hold them and when to fold them, (laughs) I guess. My limit is a little higher the more I drink, so I try not to drink too much when I'm playing games or I might empty out my bank account. When I gamble, I have X amount that I'm willing to lose as a part of the entertainment value. But no, I'm not in there to lose my shorts, so to speak, or try to win my mortgage. There's never that much money on the table. And and in all honesty, I really gambled during an awards weekend.
3: Usually there's too much going on for me. That means you'd have to stay up till 4 a.m. to do it. And uh, I need my sleep. I love roulette. I'm a double the money kind of guy, and I put it all in black, because I've made money
0: quick doing roulette. You can walk up, and I play colors. I play red, black, and then there's thirds, you know, first third, second third, and last third. It's usually what I play. And then odd or even, you can play odd or even. You put $10 on black and hit it, double your money. You put that back on black, and and really quickly, you've made a couple hundred bucks, you know,
3: just hitting it like that. So it's fun for me.
0: Country Heat Weekly is a collaborative production between Amazon Music and Nevermind Media. Executive
1: producer is Melissa Locker. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by Tim Einenkel. Production assistance from Annie Reuter, Debbie Daughtry, Madeline O'Connell, and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne, with additional music from Madeline McCormack. The Amazon Music team includes Nathan Brackett,
0: Emily Cohen, Chris Graham, Michelle Kammerer, Eliza Mills, Morgan Jones,
1: and Raymond Roker. Development consultant, Michelle Dix. Additional production support from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Abby, Jake, Osmo, and all the other very good dogs out there. Be
0: sure to follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you get the latest
3: episodes just as soon as they drop.